1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Bulldog Hour. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and here with me this evening, once again, via technology, is my co host, Justin Raffoff.
0: Yeah, it's uh, good to be back. Um, You know, should be a good show tonight.
1: Yeah, we get to talk about a victory, which is uh, a a nice thing to have on this uh, beautiful fall evening where I'm sure most of the uh, people not watching the show, and we appreciate you if you're here watching us right now live, because I'm sure many others, you know, everyone watching this show is a football fan, so I think a lot of people are tuning into the game on NBC right now between the New England Patriots and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as Tom Brady makes his return to Foxborough. And, you know, as uh, NFL luck would have it set to uh, break a... Passing record in the biggest game that isn't the Super Bowl. So, a lot of uh, a lot of yeah, good I'm sure things. It's all coincidence. Yeah, right. That's how that works. So, but yeah, episode eleven of our seventh season here. Justin and I are gonna talk about the Penn Manor victory, and then we'll preview McCaskey at the end. But it is nice to be here talking after a Wilson win, and a big win it was. It was. Very, very fun atmosphere Friday night down in Millersville at uh, uh, Beamsdurfer Stadium. You know, we only get there every other year or so, depending on the way the uh, LL sets up the schedule. And it was nice to be back. They have a, a, a great facility. Drive there and parking, not always the best. It always seems like things are under construction. But, you know, we had a, a lot of fun. Got to m- meet up with one of our sponsors, Andy Herr a writer for EasternPAFootball.com. He wrote in a great game recap. You should definitely check that out if you haven't already. And he always does a great job with that. So we appreciate him covering the Bulldogs Friday night and always supporting us here at the Bulldog Hour. But unfortunately, Justin wasn't able to be there, missing his first Wilson game since the 2016 season. Is that right, Justin?
0: Yeah, yep. yep. D- Those, d- the- The kids who are seniors when I last missed the game are out of college now. So,
1: or all, but close to it. Yeah. Uh, I know. I believe one of them is still playing at Kutztown who got the big win yesterday.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I just meant like, I was just thinking in terms of the kids that I had in class that year. Yes. um, Yeah. I know we, we talked to some of them last year at the, uh, last summer at the football uh golf tournament like the boosters yeah um like golf tournament thing um and they were like oh yeah i'm entering my senior year i'm like what hey i'm I'm sorry come again in that group yeah
1: and one of those guys is now a volunteer assistant coach for the high school team
0: yeah
1: alex twyford so yeah there's that group in 2016 that was a really good team but they're uh you know, they're making their way through the college system now, are done or about to be done in the case of uh, Mason McElroy and Isaiah Regal. Um, yeah. And we do want to uh, continue to wish Isaiah a speedy recovery from his injury. He didn't get the suit up for East Stroudsburg yesterday against Kutztown, but Kutztown, uh, Mason McElroy, and a few other Burke standouts uh, got the victory yesterday. So congratulations to them. But Yeah, they're off to a high start. Yeah, yes, they are. And, and Justin, since you weren't able to be there in person, you got to take in the game stream of the event, which was done through Penn Manor I Athletics think. with um, Sports Dream Premium, I think actually is um, related to the Eastern PA Football Network as
0: well. And what did you think about the uh, the game cast? I, I liked it. Um, I know you had mentioned some people were wondering if it was cutting out and stuff. I didn't have any issues with it cutting out. One time I had a buffering issue on my end, but that was one time, and I think it was in the fourth quarter. Um, like it was, it, that was a non-issue for me. So the coverage was good. Um, I think uh, you know we we know Bruce and and those guys, and I I thought they they did a nice job. Um, you know that that's a that's a tough job. People don't, I think people <laughs> don't necessarily realize.
1: No, yeah, we're we're very think, much oh, aware.
0: I, right, I think people think like, oh, I watch football how hard could it be to talk about it while I'm watching it well yeah it, it's not it's not that simple and honestly especially in a game like friday night when it you know gets to be turns into a, a blowout a little out of hand and you start getting guys rolling out there that like you don't know that kid's number you know like when they're out there like i know cam jones which by the way the, there was the cam jones like linebacker for indiana last night i yes, laughed every yeah, time so did inside. i yep but, um but, you know, like, I know Jaden's number. I know, you know, like, I know those guys. So, like, when I see, like, was it Gavin with the interception? Yes. Like, you know, when and I see number two intercept the ball, I'm like, oh, Gavin the interception. Like, I just know that. But, like, when you get into the fourth quarter of that game, and there's some numbers. And I'm like, I know the kids, but I don't necessarily know their number. Um, so, it's just. That, and we go, we watch the Wilson game every week. You know, right. this is only the second game they've seen of them. So. Um, I, I thought they did a nice job. I liked the the stream. Like we, we talked about it a little beforehand. I don't think they tried to overdo it, which is, which is great. They just kind of give you the product here. It is. And it was perfect for what I needed. I couldn't, I wasn't unable to be at the game on Friday night. Uh, so to be able to watch, um, I had it set up outside on our back porch and, uh, was out there watching the game. It was, it was great. I mean, I would have loved to have been there, but not being able to be there, it was the next best thing.
1: Yeah. And I, I sent you a post today from, you know, an Instagram account about in summer uh, or excuse me, fall weather and fall uh, viewing capacity and all the people watching games outside. And I was like, well, Justin's joining that party now. Justin is yeah. is one with yeah. those guys watching Saturday college football and Sunday NFL action on the patio which is great and you got to test it out on friday night so
0: and on friday night right so i had three uh straight days of football on the back porch it was uh again all things considered it it was pretty good not necessarily how i would have planned it out but if that's how it has to be (laughs) that's how it has to be yeah
1: you gotta work with the hand you're dealt and you definitely uh you made up for it so uh but it will be fun to have you back this week looking forward to it and uh let's dive into our uh our housekeeping here before we recap the game against the Comets. So first off, we'll start with our sponsors. Thankful to the uh, to my dad and May Sandwich Shop for presenting the Bulldog Hour since our inception seven years ago when we brought the show back. He was there from day one. Appreciate, we appreciate that. And also a few others. Like last week at the last second this came in, and I wanted to make sure we put it out there again. But uh, Mike Drago and MikeDragoSports.com. The newest sponsor of the Bulldog Hour. So we appreciate what Mike does for us and for scholastic athletes and teams around Berks County. And I I think that he had people at many, many games Friday night and yesterday. So if you're aren't a subscriber, I know he was sending out some discount codes to, I believe, the parent organization. And I also saw that it was in the Bulldog Blitz newsletter this week. There was a a discount code for anyone that wanted to subscribe to MikeDragosports.com. I would definitely, uh, if you're interested in football, basketball, and whatever Mike gets into come the spring, uh, they're covering soccer too. Jason Guarante is doing a great job with that. If you're interested in that, you're not getting it from the local paper anymore. I definitely want to check... Mike out at MikeDragoSports.com. We also want to thank our fellow sponsors at CNS Supply Company, Andy Herr, Marty Palm, and our three anonymous donors. And again, thanks to Andy Herr for meeting up with me after the game Friday and for that great write-up on EasternPAFootball.com. There are more ways that you can help besides sponsorships and advertising and the in-kind donations. Make sure you visit the website, bulldoghour.com. And as always, Justin's favorite.
0: Like and share.
1: Yep, spread the news when we're live, when we post something, when we put information out there. Just give us a like and give us a share. It does go a long way. And the other way you can help us, it's not listed on there, but something I want to put out there for sure is if you listen to this show audio only via a podcatcher as, as a podcast, get, you know, leave us a review. I think I know for sure you can do that on Apple podcasts. I don't know if all the other ones like Spotify and things like that ha- have that option. But if you listen to us through Apple podcasts, uh, give us a, a follow and a review on that platform as well. Our next live show will be in one week from now, Sunday, October 10th, same time, same places. We will recap the game against McCaskey and we will preview the game at cedar crest all right now we can say it halfway done and of course the second half of the schedule includes things that aren't guaranteed the first half everything was going to happen as listed there the second half there nothing is a given there are four games left that we know uh, are scheduled that starts this friday october 8th against mccaskey at gursky stadium And then two road games following by the regular season finale against Manheim Township on October 29th. But after that point, nothing is guaranteed. We're not going to start talking power ratings just quite yet, but as I said on Twitter, and I think may have been mentioned on the broadcast from uh, SSP network, I have uh, my power ratings file ready to go. I already did a bunch of projections, predictions, but with five at the time, five games left to play for Wilson and the rest of the field. I was not about to uh, start putting that out, at least publicly. I've, I've talked to a few people about it behind the scenes, but we'll wait a few more weeks until we start diagnosing and predicting what may or may not happen in the District 36A power ratings and the playoff field. Uh, but, you know, as always, if you take care of your business and win, it doesn't matter. Like, you 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 will make it. If Wilson wins out, they will make it. I feel very confident saying Wilson finishes seven and three with the five-game winning streak. They will be in the field. They may not be in the top half of the field, but they'll be in the uh, the top eight, and that's where you need to be. And if you're running a, through a five-game winning streak, you got to feel pretty good going into the playoffs, knowing, as we mentioned often last week, things are up for grabs in the section race and in District Three Six A. So, get hot at the right time, and you never know. So let's uh, keep focus forward and we'll revisit power ratings and talk about playoffs at a future date. All right. So where to start? Well, Justin, why don't you just give us a quick overview, a brief rundown of what you saw from the game, uh, during the broadcast.
0: So again, it was a little different, um, you know, experience kind of trying to take it all in. But also at the same time, I wasn't (laughs) like usually during the game. I, there are things that I'll miss because of, um, just tasks that I'm trying to get done, you know, and make sure are happening. Um, so I'll, I'll miss certain things. So it it was definitely a different perspective, which was kind of, uh, fun, but at the same time, um, you know, I, I liked you and I talked about this. Uh, you talked about it on the halftime show of the, of the stream, um, just the idea that like we needed a, a quick start and, um, they, they got off to a quick start, uh, that, you know, they, they opened up the, the defense, you know, went out there and, and got the ball back really quickly, almost as quickly as you possibly could. Um, was I think TJ get an interception there. Um, yes. Or, or, or was it
1: fumble recovery
0: or a fumble recovery, but uh, yeah, he, he got, he got the ball. Um, so TJ got the ball and then TJ got the ball in the end zone a few plays later um, on a spectacular catch, uh, which you captured well in your pictures. Um, but yeah, like it was a quick start. And then unlike some other times this year where we've had, you know, things go well, like we we're able to build on those successes. I, I One of the things that didn't happen in this game, or at least do, doesn't stick out was like multiple mistakes, you know like they're mm-hmm. not saying everything was perfect. there were certainly you know times where um there were certainly times where th- there were mistakes that were made, but for the most part, it seemed like they were isolated incidences, uh, which is which is huge. Uh, that's what we talked about going into this game we were like last week's show we were saying, look, do the things you need to do. Um, handle your business and everything else will kind of take care of itself. Um, And that's what they did. Wilson went out there, they handled their business and everything fell into place. And it's, it sounds cliche. It is cliche, but it's, it's true. They, they went out there, they did their job. I saw Doms was quoted multiple times as saying that over the last uh, week or so, like, you know, they need to do their jobs, do their jobs. Well, they did. and things went, things went smoothly this time. And, you know, some of that, you know, can be, there can be lots of factors that go into that, but when you are doing what you're supposed to do, you put yourself and your team in a good spot and Hey, you know, we talk about this. We we've talked about this. Maybe I don't, sometimes it blurs what we've talked about on the air and and in on the car rides and stuff. But, um, you know it's one of those things where like if you go out there and you you play you do your job and you play well and we lose that game not not necessarily friday night but like other games like so be it um but more times than not i'm confident that if we go out and play the way we can we we're, we're, we're going to come out on the positive side and that's how i felt going into friday night and they they handled their business early and often and, and that was great
1: Yeah. And you touched on, I think that was the biggest thing. Start fast, you know, get some momentum and Wilson hasn't been great this year. Honestly, maybe the best game they had with that at Exeter, they fell apart afterwards. They had a fast start against Martin Luther King as well, so I don't want to say n- n- that that hasn't happened, you know. And maybe that's not even true because thinking back to Central Dolphin too, they started out on fire in in, in that one as well. Right. I mean, you know, M- Mifflin was Mifflin was a, a, a little rough, um, and I think people, mostly most people think about the way Exeter ended, but really they got off to a great start against Exeter. I think you right. look back into the past though, once we get into section play and league play and a lot of the the section games especially the road section games sometimes it's a slow burn and you want to you know you want to ignite immediately and that's what they did and you mentioned TJ Flight helping things out early with a fumble recovery and then he eventually gets in the end zone trying to to find the pictures of that first drive because it didn't take them long and immediately no, we saw Yeah, they just moved right down the field and we immediately saw the benefits of the return of Jaden Jones back after missing two games and he just helped them move right down the field and then they decided to go to the air and Brad eventually found TJ, which I believe is on this play right here, and he did make a spectacular catch. Uh, I mean, one handed grab right in front of me. Uh, I, I... I wasn't sure during it if I had gotten the picture. I had hoped that I did, because I knew it was right there. My biggest thing is, did I get keep it in focus? And by and large, I did have it in focus for him. So that was a big that was a big moment to start the game like that. And I immediately turned around and uh went over and talked to Jeff Deck, who was manning the end zone camera, and he was like, Did you get it? And I showed it to him and he he went nuts. So I was like, Yeah, I think I I think I got that one. So I was happy about that. Uh, but that wouldn't be the only time throughout the game that was picture worthy. Wilson um Wilson played very well for the better part of the first half. I would say um defensively they were on fire most of the evening, almost the entire night other than maybe the last few minutes yeah. when there were some uh, backups, you know, yeah. JV were playing, they were able to get a big big play and eventually a score, but they were especially at the beginning, they were playing with reckless abandon. They were just getting after it, especially Nick Weitzel uh, from his defensive yeah, end spot and uh, Dominic memo from his tackle spot. Both of those they guys were, were flying yeah,
0: around. They were dominating the line. And I know, um, you know, there were a couple like screenplays that, that, uh, you know, they got, but, and I said this to you kind of like tongue in cheek a little bit, but at the same time, like it, there's some truth to it. Like, I think it might have been a little hard to tell on the defensive line that, like, to get your screen read because they were flying through the line nearly every play. So, like, flying through the line sometimes, a lot of times, can be a key that, like, nah, they didn't block me on purpose. You know what I right. mean? And you get a step in and you're like, wait, and you start looking around. But like nearly every play they were flying through the line i think it ended up would they have like 10 rushing yards or something like that yeah it wasn't um,
1: much um just right Justin like, jumping ahead like he
0: wants to do all the time. I well i, I like even... to be difficult and i was like hey i bet joey doesn't have this tab up right now i don't dis- i now i'm now i'm scrambling to try to figure it out well uh, so they have you know there's they have very few rushing yards and i know it's it's not like sack adjusted for for uh you know in high school but um it's one of those where just knowing how they were getting through the line every time I can understand how it would be difficult to you know when you're going through the line every play that then it doesn't stand out when it is a screen you know like so not that you don't have to be on, on you know on your toes for that but I can understand how that would be a little tough as opposed to when there's a little more resistance each play right. and then you go through untouched. You could, that's when it might be that red flag. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's, uh, it's good. It, it was good performance. It was kind of the performance we we've been waiting to see a little bit. And I don't, it's tough because Martin Luther King, like that game, they handled their business. They did their job, but, we were still, it was still pretty sloppy in that game. You know what I mean? Like, right? there were a lot of moments that we were like, oh, right. I, I, didn't, done that I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel that way in this game. You know, in this game, I felt like, yeah, there, it wasn't a perfect game, but I didn't feel like, oh, that was a sloppy win. I felt like that was, we went in there and we handled our business and did exactly what this team is capable of, um, or at least more in line with what this team is capable of. And um, yeah, I hope to see more of that. <laughs> no,
1: yeah, for sure. It was uh it was very well done. Um, the second uh, second offensive series, maybe not not the best. It was a little bit uh, right. There was right. a little issue here and there. You know, it, they're not going to be perfect throughout. You're not going to score on every drive. Very rarely does that ever happen. But by and large, things were going really Unless you're well playing against the
0: Eagles today. <laughs> so.
1: uh, yes. Well, let's not get into NFL talk. That won't end well for either of us. So. But, you know, <laughs> Friday, Friday night, things were, uh, things were very good. 7 nothing after the uh, Hoffman-the-flight score. Uh, eventually, Wilson gets the ball back at the, you know, I think this is early in the second quarter. Wilson drives down the field, courtesy of uh, some nice rushing by Jaden Jones and Brad Hoffman. And Jaden gets into the end zone for his first score in a few weeks. Extra point, I believe it was either a bad snap or a bobbled snap, and uh, ended up not being kicked. So Wilson was up thirteen to nothing. You know, they uh, defense again plays lights out, does uh, really really well as uh, just giving the offense opportunities to make something happen. And nearing the end of the second quarter, very close to halftime. Wilson has the ball back and is hopefully, you know, hoping to make some more noise and they, they got a long way to go though. They're, they're down deep in their territory after a Penn Manor punt, but, uh, the return of Jaden Jones is felt in a big way as he breaks off a huge, huge run. Um, is just all over the, the field heading down towards the Penn Manor end zone. He gets tackled around the 10 yard line or so, uh, but it sets up, what would be his second score of the night. Um, Wilson would go for two uh, and would not get it. So Wilson is up 19 to nothing, looking pretty good. You got to feel pretty good up, you know, three scores, three score margin heading towards what you think is heading towards halftime. But that wouldn't be the end because Wilson defense had something to say about it. They, they, Manned up and stood up against Penn Manor once again, forcing Penn Manor to punt. And I, I don't know, you got to you got to think on film. People, no, you don't get. Don't let Cam Jones get the ball. Like I don't know why anyone well, would want that. Look at
0: it. We we've played teams this year that refuse to kick off to us. Right, like they just they'll they'll pooch every kick because they don't they won't kick it to Cam.
1: Well, they kicked it near Cam. He found the ball on a hop, and he picked it up, and he just does what Cam Jones does. And he picked it up, started racing towards the end zone, and eventually weaves his way through the Penn Manor coverage unit and is able to get into the end zone with, I think it was like 17 seconds or something like that left before halftime so instead of Wilson being up 19 nothing thanks to Cam Jones and the extra point by Ben Rada Wilson is now up at halftime 27 or I'm sorry 26 to nothing as you see right there so even more breathing room but Wilson was in control the whole time you know it might have been an issue here and there but Going into half, up 26 nothing, and in control. And like you said, the defense was smothering. They were not letting anything happen. Uh, they were brilliant along the defensive line against the running game. Uh, they only ended up rushing for a net two yards on the ground. And this is a team that was relying on the running game to get their wins. And again, I think people would point to the end result of this of maybe some people scratching their heads, just saying, "What's going on with you know District Three Six A and LL Section One? Is this is this wide open? Because you know Wilson, you know coming in two and three, maybe not looking the best. Penn Manor sitting there four and one, having a couple of nice victories under their belt, but Wilson just completely outmatched them."
0: Well, and when you read, when you read, I like I read a bunch of the articles from a lot of different places. I read Andy's article, I read um, the article on Mike's site. You know, like I read uh, the stuff on Lancaster News, like all this stuff on the game. Like it was interesting because a lot of people, like admittedly, were kind of like is like not necessarily thinking Penn Manor was was like maybe a big favorite or anything. I don't mean to give that impression, but people are like. People were definitely intrigued because this Penn Manor team was four and one. Like you said, some nice wins, including a win at Warwick who just beat Mannheim central. Right. Um, You know, like it definitely had everyone's attention. And then they're just like, kind of thinking like, you know, what's, what's going on. And then Wilson goes in there and just destroys them.
1: Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't close. It wasn't, it wasn't
0: a game. Uh, right, and which I, is ha- I'm happy happy about like, that. Yes, yeah. A couple of articles are like, you know, everybody just kind of like, what's happening? What's happening? And then all of a sudden, like, nope, not going to happen anyway. Like, same as the previous thirty times or whatever it is. So, I'll take it.
1: Yeah, I guess there's some discrepancy once again on a the stats book and what's what's uh actually out there in terms of record win loss with uh. Penn Manor because the the stats book had Wilson at 30 and O entering the game Friday night, but a couple outlets had them at 29 and 0 entering the game. So there's a, there's a phantom win out there or one that's either missing from some records or is made up in others. And I would like to get to the bottom of that. I got to figure out the dates of all 30 ish pen games against Penn Manor. Uh, some of them are very easy to find. We'll probably, let's see. I know Max Preps goes back to, what to two thousand four. So right there, actually, that's more than half of the games will be on Max Preps. Um, yeah. So just got to go back in time and find the rest of them, because I would like to have that for sure. Because if the stats book is wrong, all the wins are wrong, in general, which I don't like at all. Because that means like f- the five hundredth victory couldn't maybe wasn't at Lancaster McCaskey, you know, it kind of gets there's a snowball effect there that I don't really like. So I'm hoping, hoping for sure that uh, the stats book is correct. And, uh, and uh, Wilson is now 31 and zero against Penn Manor, but it is interesting. I got a message from another uh, PA football coverage site saying that they think that that could be the, Biggest longest streak in the state for uh, wins against an opponent. Wow, which I guess shouldn't be a surprise—31 in a row. To that's uh, a lot. Well, and like, and not only is it 31 in a row, it's 31 and oh. They, Penn right. Manor has right. never beaten Wilson. Now, I don't think the uh, the matchup goes back farther than probably the 80s would be my guess. There might be games in in the 80s. I feel like it's a relatively new thing. I don't think Wilson and Penn Manor were hooking up before they made it to the LL league, which I know was back in the seventies. But again, um, I don't know, you know, how the sections were aligned throughout the, the first, uh, decade or so when Wilson was in there. Cause I have some of those seasons done on BulldogHour.com, but I don't remember Penn Manor making an appearance, but I remember watching them play Penn Manor growing up and obviously when I was on the team we played them. So, I think it's a more relative uh, matchup history. So, it should be able easy to track down and that's something I would like to do maybe in the off season is figure out what exactly is going on. Are we 30 and 0 against Penn Manor or 31 and 0? But all that matters is the 1 and 0 from Friday night. The the resounding victory uh, what was it? 40 to 6. You know, 40 to nothing late in the fourth quarter. Uh, they get one at the end forty to six I know the the starting defense was disappointed no no pizza this week lost the shutout. Uh, I heard that a few times on on the sideline, but it is what it is so but in the end that w is all that matters three and three on the season back in the win column with two more games in a row here that you know look a little bit easier now. Then, you know, we didn't know what to expect going into Penn Manor, but we thought Penn Manor was going to be the toughest of the next three. But now they have McCaskey at home and Cedar Crest away, and both of those teams are struggling. That uh, Neither are winless, but they haven't exactly been dominating. They haven't been looking good, uh, McCaskey or uh, Cedar Crest. But McCaskey will be up first, and we're going to pre- preview them in wow. just a little bit. Uh, But we're going to run through the stats now as I try to see if I can get my interview to work. I did catch up with a few of the players after the game. I'm working on getting that right now. Um, But here is, uh, let's go to our player of the game. So Justin, I didn't get to talk to you about this. And I was, uh, there were two players that jumped off the screen to me uh especially at the beginning I don't want to slight anyone because I think there was was a it was a very solid game from a bunch of the defensive linemen like we already mentioned uh Nick Weitzel Dominic Memo uh offensively you know it's a solid game from from quarterback Brad Hoffman and I just think there was Cam Jones obviously with that punt return uh yeah you know, that's always going to be a consideration and he had he's been our, our player of the game back to back week, so he's not going to get a three-peat here tonight so i was down to two guys um tj flight and jaden jones and i really I, I really strongly considered going to tj with those two receiving touchdowns and the fumble recovery he 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 was he was right up there but um, when you look at the stats and overall feel for the game, I, I feel like it, it has to go to Jaden here just because 156 rushing yards and three touchdowns. Uh, got to play some on defense, chipping in a tackle, but you, you could kind of feel his presence on the offense at all times. He, he was a, a big contributor throughout the night and it was great to have him back after missing two games against Martin Luther King and Mannheim Central. So, he seemed well rested and seemed ready, to, ready to roll. And he came out and performed in a big way Friday night.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was great to have Jaden back. And like you said, um, the things you said about how his, his impacted, it, it translated through the, through the screen as you were watching from afar too. Like it just, it just had a different feel. Um, and you know, that's not, uh, you know, there were lots of guys who had great games on Friday night and, that's what it's going to take it's going to take everybody doing their job stepping up Tj had an awesome game you know cam had a great game like you mentioned Dominic um you know and Nick there were guys all over the place dominating their matchups which is what you want uh but it, it was great to have Jaden back out there and like you said 11 rushes for 156 yards that's that's crazy and then you add in the three touchdowns um yeah it, his presence was definitely felt
1: yeah, in a big way. So he is the one that we're going to give the nod to this week. Um, just to go over a few more statistics before we uh, finish up the Penn Manor game. Um, not a big discrepancy in first downs 12 to 8 favor Wilson. Penn Manor did not get a single first down rushing, they got five via passing and three on penalty. Net yards rushing, Wilson 196, Penn Manor 2. I mean, that if you just give someone that stat, I think they understand how the game went along. And honestly, they weren't that different in rushing attempts, so the average per rush was just ridiculous. 7.5 for Wilson, 0.1 for Penn Manor, 0.1 yards per rush for the Comets. Um, Penn Manor out through Wilson, but that's not a surprise. Wilson didn't necessarily need to go to the air. Uh, Penn Manor attempted 18 passes. Wilson, 11. Uh, Total yards, Wilson more than doubled up. Penn Manor, 268 to 125. Just one punt from the Bulldogs, whereas Penn Manor had to punt six times. And again, Wilson did not I believe did not turn the ball over, no interceptions, no fumbles, whereas uh Penn Manor had one of each. Wilson's uh, interception four came in the hands of Gavin Leonard, who stepped in front of one of the screen passes by Penn Manor and up. I thought up...
0: Gavin was gonna get in the end zone.
1: <laughs> well, he he actually mentioned that. If we get to if I can get my interview working, he he talks about that. Uh, you know, the the always uh the humble Goose Leonard talking about uh, how, why he didn't get in the end zone. So we'll we'll hear, we'll hear about that. Uh, just looking over the numbers a little bit more. Penn Manor had the ball longer than Wilson did, uh, nearly twenty seven minutes to uh, Wilson's twenty one. Um, Wilson didn't do great on third downs, zero for four. But they didn't actually they didn't need it that often. Um, and Wilson scored on four of their six trips to the red zone. And Penn Manor never got in the red zone until late in the game. So. Uh, just an overall very very solid game all around. Um, uh, Nick Weitzel had two sacks and TJ had a sack. So again, you know, TJ's he's hanging right there for uh, you know, he's my one A I guess for player of the game because he had a heck of a game with the t- two touchdowns, uh, the sack and the fumble recovery. So, um and they have Eli, Eli Rodriguez, the defensive tackle causing that fumble, according to the stat sheet. So
0: well, all that aside, like it is, it's, we talk about Jaden coming back. It is nice to see TJ, uh, back, uh, fully now. Um, you know, I know he got, uh, hurt earlier in the season and he's been back for a few weeks, but, um, you know, kind of seeing him fill that role that, you know, I don't want to say it's expected, but kind of like more like where his potential was to to really help this team. Um, So as he's, you know, that's a perfect example as he steps up and is he's having uh, the ability to get back from, from that injury. Like it, it just helps his team so much. And right, uh, yeah, like this, yeah, it, it's it's great to have multiple guys <laughs> that we it, It's fun when you get to pick this way, like when we have to narrow it down. That's 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 right. a good problem. To that have. is
1: a good problem to have. So um, now the problem here on my end is I think I got my interviews to work. So I'm gonna try to uh, shuffle this over. Let me double check and make sure. Okay, that looks like the right one. Um, it might might uh, be very large when I first transition over hopefully you can hear it It was also very loud on the field as I'm trying to record this lots going on post game you know we got bands and and fans and parents screaming and and other interviews happening so hopefully you can hear this if it doesn't work we'll just bail and and start over but I'm going to try to play the interview that I had post game with the Jones brothers Goose Leonard and TJ Flight so here we go let me give this a shot Okay. I have no idea if any of that worked or not. Any of that worked. Hopefully it worked. Um, If not, I'm sorry about that. I'll see if I could post it elsewhere. Um, I also think it may have kicked uh, Justin off the stream here. So we'll have to see if I can get him back, get him working again or not. Um, We shall see. But yeah, so that was maybe my interview (laughs) with the players afterwards. I don't know. It wasn't... uh, it wasn't uh, great there. I was having issues. I probably should have just bailed, um, bailed on it altogether. Uh, so let's move on to McCaskey. Uh, talk about the the Bulldogs' next game and uh, see if I can uh, see if I can get Justin back with us. Um, I'm not sure why I can't hear him. So says he's there. All right. Well, so McCaskey this week Friday the 8th at Gersky Stadium and uh the the uh the Tornado are struggling. They are they're not, they're not uh, having a great year. It's been a while since they've had a great year. Um they won earlier this year. They are not winless and they actually they may actually have two wins. I should uh I should pull up the uh, their schedule and see where they sit. Um, yes, they do have two wins. So they won in Week One, the first game of the year for them, against Reading in Reading, twenty-seven to twenty. They then got beat up pretty significantly by York William Penn, fifty-four to seven. That was uh, a week after I believe York got beat up by Governor Mifflin. So. Um, you know, that was kind of to be expected. York was out. They wanted to uh, They wanted to take care of it. So, hey, you there? I'm back. Okay, you're back. I think that was on my end. I'm not really sure what happened there. I don't even know if the uh, the interview went through. But we're back previewing McCaskey. Um, they went into a bit of an upheaval to start the year, whereas like four days before heat acclimatization practice started their coach left for a a college job, um, but they yeah, still were...
0: what what a, what a crazy time to leave. Yeah,
1: that I mean, yeah, it, it's it's brutal. It was brutal, um, especially for a team that's still searching for you know an identity. They they're just struggling. They hadn't won many games in a while, um, but they got that first win of the season against Reading, and uh, you know not looking too bad overall. And you know they lost to York William Penn, but then they responded and they really hammered Lebanon sixty to six. They put up sixty points against Lebanon, who is uh, who is really struggling this yeah, year. Yeah,
0: I I in looking around some of the other LL stuff, um, I saw you know we mentioned before the show Columbia is playing Northern Lebanon this week coming up, and Northern Lebanon beat Lebanon earlier in the year, but has had kind of struggled since that. Um, yeah, Lebanon is really struggling. They are not on our schedule this year. <laughs> um, no, they are not. But, but yeah, like for McCaskey, man, losing your coach literally days before the season that that's so tough.
1: It's, yeah. Really, um, really tough. Uh, so. that that one's tough to swallow, tough to understand. Um, so they were, you know, one and know two, two and one, uh, but now they've lost three straight games. They lost at Elizabethtown 39-15. to They lost against Conestoga Valley 35-7. to That was the mandated crossover game. And then last week to open up Section 1 play, McCaskey lost at Hempfield 41-6. And all they get to do now is come to West Lawn and play the Bulldogs at Gersky this Friday at 7 o'clock. What to expect from McCaskey? Well, the incredible athletes. They have a bunch of them again. And if they get b- the ball in space, they're going to make you, uh, they're going to make you pay their, their scoring play last week, I think was an 83 yard. I'm not sure if it was a pass or a run, but it was 83 yards for a touchdown. And that was by, um, Shamir Covington, their running back. And he is a good one. He is someone that the Bulldogs are going to have to key on. He is, uh, he is good. So hopefully Wilson's defensive line can, uh, hold him in the backfield and not let him get on the edge or into space because Shamir Covington is a, is a very good football player and he, he, uh, he can go the distance on any play. Um, But it's good for McCaskey. They snapped that 26 game losing streak. Um, they, they felt like they were moving in the right direction. And I think they were, they're right. You know, they already had won two games this year. I don't know if they'll have the opportunity to win too many more the rest of the year, um, in section they won, one, they
0: had, like, they had like a couple years in a row that where they hadn't won a game. Right. And they know, won so, two already. Right. So I'm not, you know, easy for me to say, but like, you know, they, they, hopefully they're building in the right direction. I know, um, i actually i don't remember exactly but do they have an interim coach right now
1: yeah Um, they do i'm trying to remember what his name is
0: hopefully there's some stability there with the coaching program you know like
1: uh ben thompson yeah he was one of sam london's assistants so he's the one that's taken over
0: i wish them lots of luck just not as much. This right. Week.
1: Just not, not <laughs> Friday. <laughs> um, yeah. So Ben Thompson is the one, you know, Sam London tendered his resignation on August 4th. Ben Thompson eventually was named uh, the, the interim leader uh, and already led them to, uh, to two victories this year. I just think they're going to be probably hard to come by in the section one race going Hempfield, Hemfield yeah. at Hemfield, yeah. at Wilson Penn Manor, man, township and finishing with Cedar crest on paper. I would think that their best opportunity may be that, that season finale at Cedar crest because the other teams in front of them, including Wilson this week, are just, just more talented. So, uh, but you don't want to overlook anyone because with their ability to score quickly, you don't want to get into a, you know, into a, a barn burner with
0: them. I know this happens. It happens. I want to say regularly, but, man, we, we talk about those trips to McCaskey. There's always something like we don't always get off to a fast start, you know, and, and handle our business right away. And, you know, not just last year, last year, everything was weird, especially the McCaskey trip, but like, um, (laughs) yeah, that was weird. It's just every, every time there, it's always just an interesting trip. So I know we're home. So there's that. Um, hopefully we can get off to a fast start like we did this week. Like, Got off to a fast start. We're able to kind of build some of those successes. We we talked over and over again about how we've had some times where, you know, it the negatives have kind of stacked up. Well, maybe we can get some of those positives to stack up here, um, starting from last week to this week, uh, and, and keep things rolling. That would that would be huge.
1: Yeah, first for certain, fast start, swarming defense. A methodical offense, putting points on the board, staying healthy, and hopefully getting some uh, s- some backups and JV guys time at the end, and just uh, continue that win streak. Get get well, number
0: two and, on the board. And we talk about it, and that was one of the things that was one of the just the many things that was so tough about last year was in the reduction of games and all kinds of things going on, like you lost some of those opportunities to get some of those guys that extra experience. You know, we talk about some of these guys, some, some of the guys see the field earlier in, in their high school career. Some of the guys don't see a lot of time till their senior year. But when you get the, the chance, like in that Penn Manor game, when there's guys, those guys get extra re- reps in the Penn Manor game and guys got extra reps in the MLK game. And like that can be valuable. Cause you can start to see things from guys. You can start to, you know, just see them in situations that, you don't you can't as much as you want to you can't simulate on the on the practice field all the time so um every one of those reps is is helpful um so you know i i don't know you know it's a dangerous spot to be in like you know predicting that but you you hope the team can go out and handle their business and get off to a good get off to a good start again on friday night
1: yep and get get the win and get to above 500, continue the uh, journey for another section championship and work towards improving the power ratings for uh, hopefully a chance to play in the second season this year. And uh, that's, uh, you know, they put up their themselves in position after the victory against Penn Manor Friday, and they got to do the same now this Friday against McCaskey. I had hoped to have a, a nice, cool little reveal for something special taking place um, for the team on Friday, but that is, uh, that has not happened yet. Um, the, the thing that is happening is happening. It's just the way that we wanted to promote it and unveil it has not yet happened. So stay tuned to the Wilson football social accounts. Make sure you like and follow and subscribe to us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Twitch, all those places where you can get this show and everything that we cover for the Wilson football team because hopefully this week we'll have this nice little unveiling of um, just like a fun little thing that Wilson gets to participate in this year and it's uh, happening this Friday night for the game against McCaskey at Gersky. I think that pretty much covers it. Sorry that the interviews may have not worked for everyone watching live. I will see what I can do about splicing it into the audio feed. No promises, but hopefully that will work out. And I think that's pretty much it on my end, Justin. Do you have anything, any final thoughts on Penn Manor or McCaskey?
0: Um, no, just, um, you know, it's a good spot. It's, it's homecoming this week. Um, so you know it would be great for them to be able to like we said just kind of build off the success so um i i don't know i i'm i'm optimistic i i know we talked about this on last week's show like man i'm telling you i i think we got a glimpse of it this past week but through the the trials of of that first you know 5 weeks of the season man this there's an incredible opportunity for this Wilson team to, to write a really cool uh, story about the season. if, If they can continue to build successes as we go through the season. And, um, you know, I just think back to some of those years we talk about like, Oh man, this was, you know, a crazy rough start or this didn't happen the way we wanted to or whatever. But you know, some of those teams get it together and, um, the opportunity is there for this team. They just have to take it one week at a time, do their job like they did on Friday night against Penn Manor, come out with the same intensity. I saw some of the guys mentioned about the intensity in practice again. You know, hopefully they keep that up. They, you know, they keep that accountability, all that stuff, uh, moving in the right direction. And uh, let's, let's build on that success.
1: Yes, absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. That's everything that Wilson should be doing and hope to be doing, and and Justin said it perfectly, so I'm not going to add anything to it. uh, Exactly what we said last week, and we're going to continue to say here week in, week out. So we're about at our hour mark, so we're going to wrap it up here. Again, we'll be back in one week's time to recap the game against McCaskey and preview the game at Cedar Crest. Thanks again to our sponsors, May's Sandwich Shop, MikeDragosports.com, CNS Supply Company, Andy Herr and Marty Palm, and our three anonymous donors. Appreciate their support as always. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching and subscribing. We'll be back again in one week's time. But until then, remember, go Bulldogs.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.